On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Kenny Moore gets to Deshaun Watson. That's a sack for Kenny Moore. Kenny has a pick and now a sack in the game. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. How's it going, Colts Nation? Welcome back to the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your co-host, Derek Larger. Joining me today is our very own Andrew Thompson. Andrew, it's been a few, it's been a little bit since I uh, last talked to you. How are you, man? I'm doing well, Derek. I'm I'm doing really well. I uh, just finished up my junior year of college, and I'm excited because um, I just recently got hired on at uh, Stampede Blue, and and I look forward to providing quality content for them, um, and I look forward to continuing to provide quality content here as well. All right. That's awesome, man. Speaking of Stampede Blue, I mean, what one of your writers was kind of under fire today for an article that was posted about Andrew Luck and uh, the numbers. Now that we've kind of seen what Dak Prescott's been looking at. Um, <laughs> have you seen the uh, have you seen that post and what people have been saying about it? Yeah, I have. I saw it this morning on Twitter, actually, um, and I actually read it. I thought it was an interesting piece. I thought the uh, the person that wrote it um, made a really compelling argument. I know some people aren't really, you know, happy about it. Just from from a journalistic perspective, I suppose, um, not to sound snarky by any means, but just from from a journalistic perspective, I thought it was a, a really interesting article. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to deny that it definitely pulls your eye. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's exactly what you want is you want it to pull some people's eye. Uh, I'll just say I don't agree with the article or the title of it in any way. But um, but what, that's a discussion for another day. If you all want to go see what that that was, you guys can check out Stampy Blue. But anyway, today's topic, what Andrew and I are going to be talking about today is we thought it would be a great idea to break down all the trades that have happened so far throughout the Chris Ballard era and kind of break them down, see whether we like them, how we grade them, stuff like that, uh, how fortunate they've been to the success of this team so far. So we got to go all the way back to 2017, Andrew. So here's the first trade. Here's the first trade that's at that Chris Ballard ever made was March 9th, 2017, where uh, he traded Dwayne Allen and a 2017 six-round pick, which is the 200th overall, to the Patriots for a 2017 fourth-round pick, which overall was Zach Boehner. Um, Obviously, that one didn't necessarily turn out great for us in the end, but then we had April 29th, so uh, draft time, where... He traded a fourth round pick from 2017 to the 49ers for their fourth overall pick and a fifth round pick from them as well, which when you look at those two turned out Marlon Mack and Anthony Walker. So those were those two. And then you have to go all the way to August 28th, where he traded Thomas Hennessy 
to the Jets for Ronald Martin and September 2nd, where he traded Philip Dorsett to the Patriots for Jacoby Brissett. So, Andrew, you look at this and you see that he basically got rid of Dwayne Allen and a couple other draft picks and a, and a receiver and a lineman here and there for basically Anthony Walker, Marlon Mack, a lineman that didn't work out in Zach Boehner, Ronald Martin, obviously not working out and Jacoby Brissett, who is our uh, backup quarterback now for the foreseeable future. Um, what do you think here, Andrew, after seeing all these and hearing about these, how do you think uh, Chris Ballard's trades in the 2017 season and offseason turned out for him? Well, I think when you look at the overall trade value uh, in terms of not only the actual picks, but the players themselves, Chris Ballard um, continues to show um, or has, I think, from, from the start uh, in 2017, he continues to show why he's considered among the best GMs in football, right? Because, as you mentioned, he traded several late-round picks, um, and Philip Dorsett, who, you know, no offense to him, was considered a bust primarily, especially considering where he was drafted in the draft before during the Ryan Gregson era. But um, anyways, uh, with Ballard, he traded several late-round late picks, uh, Dorsett, and then out of those picks managed to get Marlon Mack, who is a star, Anthony Walker, who in my opinion is a star. Some people may you know, not see him that way, uh, but he's been a very, very underrated player, a great tackler, and he's been a, um, a heck of a player thus far into his career. And then you get Jacoby Brissett, who, like you said, Derek, is the backup for the foreseeable future, uh, and he certainly played pretty well uh, during last season, obviously at the beginning more so than the end. But overall, I mean, Chris Ballard, like I said, he's just he, – everybody else is playing checkers, and he's playing chess. And so uh, the 2017, uh, those overall drafts and trades, I certainly um, – you know, you can't complain. He did a fantastic job. Yeah, I mean, totally. And this was his first, you know, off season of – trying to pick up uh, the pieces and kind of uh, dealing out the team that Grigson put together and he's trying to fill it as his. I mean, you know, he missed on Zach Boehner, obviously. Missed on uh, Ronald Martin, obviously. But you look at it in the sense that they got their their running back, who's obviously a top 10 running back in the NFL, you could argue. And Anthony Walker, a very underrated linebacker who has obviously been a very good a uh, key contributor for the Colts ever since he's came in. He's practically been the leader of the linebacker group ever since he came in as a fifth round pick. And, you know, you have Jacoby Brissett, who obviously is the backup and has played some time with us. So obviously we can't forget about Jacoby. So in the sense, you know, he missed, he whiffed on two guys, but he ultimately got three really good contributors to this team. So, so far 2017 was a success. So let's move to 2018. So first things we got here, uh, it was the blockbuster trade that we all thought of with uh, March 17th when he traded their first round pick, uh, the third overall pick to the Jets for the sixth overall pick and a second uh, uh, two second rounders and a 2019 second rounder. So in that trade, you were able to acquire uh, Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith, and Rocky Sin ultimately in those two in those three uh, picks that you acquired, and then April twenty seventh uh, traded a, another second rounder to the Eagles for their second rounder and their fifth rounder, 
which we got Kamoko Ture and Jordan Wilkins. So again, another key contributor, young Kamoko Ture that's still got a lot to uh, prove. And Jordan Wilkins, who's been a solid role player in that running back group. Uh, and then April, tw- April 27th, again, traded third round pick uh, and a sixth round pick to the Browns uh, for a 2018 second round pick, which he ultimately acquired Taekwon Lewis. Um, Taekwon seemed to have was off to a good start in 2019, but you know, just never or 2018, but never quite really got it together just yet. Um, obviously traded Henry Anderson on the 28th of April for a seventh round pick, which we acquired Zaire Franklin. And on April 28th as well, he traded a fifth round pick to the Raiders for their fifth round pick, which we acquired Darius Fountain and their sixth round pick, which we got Deion Kane. And we traded Antonio Morrison to the Packers for Lindsey Pipkins on the 26th of August. And September 1st, we traded Marcus Johnson to Seahawks for Daryl Daniels. Obviously, we acquired Marcus Johnson back. But let's think of it this way. So we gave up the uh, our first-round pick, the third overall pick, and acquired Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith, and Rocky Sin out of those. We also got rid of a second-round pick to the Eagles and acquired Kamoko Ture and Jordan Wilkins out of it. And then on the 27th as well, we traded a third-round pick and a sixth-round pick, ultimately to get Tyquan Lewis. So have your opinions on that. We obviously know that's not working at the moment. And then we traded Henry Anderson at a time that he wasn't doing anything for us. And we got Zaire Franklin, who, you know, again, is a role player for us on special teams a lot too. And then obviously we traded a fifth round pick for Darius Fountain and Deion Kane. Obviously neither one of those have made an impact yet, but we think that Darius Fountain can become that. And, and trading Antonio Morrison for Lindsey Pipkins, it, neither one of those guys really panned out in my opinion. So, I mean, it was kind of a no win, no loss situation there either. And then obviously getting Daryl Daniels for Marcus Johnson. I don't think Daryl Daryl's not on the roster anymore, but obviously we got Marcus Johnson back in the end. So this was the year that we all kind of proclaimed uh, Ballard taking that level of just incredibleness right where he emerged himself into the into the throne of that high tier gm's jobs right there so after hearing all of these andrew and you saw what i said about it uh, what do you think what do you think in here when you hear all these trades that happen for through the draft and after what do you think about what chris ballard was able to do with all of these trades well i think when you look at the totality of players that he was able to acquire from those trades um, the Jordan Wilkins, Zaire Franklin's of the world. Uh, as you mentioned, Derek, have been key contributors, um, Wilkins in the running game and Franklin Moore in the special teams department. But then I want to take a look at the uh, 2018 trade where the Colts were able to acquire Quentin Nelson, Braden Smith, and then a draft later, uh, Rocky Sin from those picks that were traded. First of all, let me touch on the 2018 with Quentin Nelson uh, Braden Smith and Kamoko Ture as well. Uh, to me, that's just the 2018 draft in its entirety for the Colts, in my opinion, was one of the best drafts they've had in the last two decades. I mean, they ended up drafting Quentin Nelson 
an all-pro left guard, Darius Leonard, an all-pro linebacker. Um, by the way, that's the first time for those listeners at home that don't know, it's the first time that, the, the, um, that two players have been named all to the all-pro team since Gale Sayers and Dick Buckus of the Chicago Bears. So that's an yeah. extremely, extremely impressive thing to put on your resume if you're Chris Ballard. You look at Kamoko Ture, as you mentioned, Derek, who has certainly showed some flashes. Uh, unfortunately, was injured last season, but looks to bounce back uh, in 2020. Overall, I mean, like I said, there's, there's, you know, there's a reason a lot of people think it's, it's one of the best drafts that they've seen. A lot of experts, um, that is, in the last decade. As I just mentioned, I think it's one of the best drafts the Colts have had in the last two decades. And Chris Ballard, as you mentioned, Derek, has really cemented himself among the, the best GMs in football because of it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that were mentioning that this might be one of the greatest overall drafts that they've ever seen. I mean, when you look at just being able to draft two guys as rookies that went on to be all pros their first year and then, you know, getting Kamoko Ture in the same draft and Braden Smith, who again is a, good, a solid right tackle. And then furthermore, getting, you know, Rocky Sin, that just kind of adds to it. So 2018, really awesome year for Ballard when it came to that. Now, let's go to 2019, something a little more recent. So, obviously, everyone knows we traded away our first-round pick uh, to the Redskins for a 2019 second-rounder and a 2020 second-rounder, where um, that second-rounder for that uh, 2019 year was traded again to uh, the Browns. And then with that second-round uh, second pick from this year, obviously, acquiring Michael Pittman. And... April 26th, the next day, like I mentioned, they traded that second round pick to the Browns for their second round pick and a fifth round pick. So we're able to acquire Ben Banigou with that second round pick and Marvell Tell with the fifth round pick. And then the 27th of April, we traded Hassan Ridgeway to the Eagles for a seventh round pick where we acquired Javon Patterson. And then April 27th as well, where we traded the fourth round pick and the or uh, fourth round pick and 2019 fourth round pick uh, for another uh, fourth round pick, which ultimately we ended up getting Kahari Willis out of that. So there was a good one. In uh, August, uh, August 29th of 2019, we traded Nate Harrison to the Jets for a conditional 2020 pick, which is the sixth rounder for this last season. And August 31st, they did a couple things where they traded Gerald Hawkins and a conditional 2021 seventh round to the Buccaneers for a 2021 pick, uh, which was a seventh rounder as well. And then August 31st, they traded Evan Boheme and a 2020 seventh round pick uh, to the Dolphins for a sixth round pick where they got John Pennesini. Uh, so, you know, we got some other names here, Andrew, you know, obviously acquiring Ben Banigou and Marvell tell for, uh, their second round pick that they acquired from the Redskins and then using that, um, using that second round pick, uh, that they acquired with the Redskins as well, uh, ended up using that for Michael Pittman. So you can think of it that way. So they got Michael Pittman inevitably out of that, uh, Ben Banigou, Marvell tell, some really good role players there. And obviously getting Kahari Willis again, they, they, they missed on a couple more guys late in the draft in this one for sure. 
um, and later in the season, not being able to keep some guys around. Um, they missed on some guys there. Yes, uh, Chris Ballard obviously didn't uh, necessarily do too well with those guys in the end. But when you looked at the draft again and some of the tra- draft picks that they had that were traded, you get Kahari Willis, Michael Pittman, uh, Ben Banigou, and Marvell Tell out of it. So I-, I would again say, you know, it's too early to tell with this 2019 trades and everything how that's all going to work out because you know you're going to have um you're going to have you have a couple of 2021 picks that have yet to be shown as to what chris ballard's going to use them on for next year's draft but you know some other options there it's too early to tell with anything but at this moment in time it's still turned out to be relatively decent for the colts yeah i think when you take a look at as you know i mentioned earlier with the overall the totality of players that Ballard was able to acquire through the trades. You look at Ben Banigou, who's come in and, and had a solid rookie season. I wouldn't say it was great, but it was solid. Certainly a nice depth piece for you. Um, and then you look at the other players as well that he was able to acquire, trading away that first-round pick, gaining an additional second, and then acquiring Michael Pittman Jr. with that second-round pick from the Washington Redskins. Obviously, we think Pittman is going to come in right away and be able to be uh, a key contributor for this offense. I, I think overall, um, the 2019 draft and its trades, uh, also, you, I forgot to mention, you also have the Kari Willis trade, which I want to kind of point something out, Derek, for those of you that, that don't remember, as Derek mentioned, Chris Ballard traded up to go get Kari Willis. And typically when we see Chris Ballard do draft trades, at least in his first couple of seasons, he's traded down, not up. So he and the Colts uh, personnel department Saw something in Willis, I'm assuming, that made them want to move up and trade two fourth-rounders to go get him. And when you saw him play this year, I think he played pretty darn well. I mean, he earned, honestly, the starting strong safety role, in my opinion. He did play uh, or did start a couple games at strong safety, if I remember correctly. One that really stands out is the, the Kansas City game and how well he played. He's an overall really, really quality safety who can tackle well and you can put him in the box to help stop the run. Um, He did that quite well, I believe, in the Kansas City game. And then, like I said, you have some other nice quality depth pieces that he got um, or that they were able to acquire from those trades and then Michael Pittman this year as well. So overall, I think it's another job well done by this Colts uh, personnel group up front. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, a lot more things that need to be done there. But yeah, Kari Willis, yeah, like you mentioned, fits the system really well. It's done really well for us. And let's look here at the last uh, draft that we had and this offseason so far that we have seen. So obviously March 16th, the big blockbuster trade that the Colts have not seen before from Chris Ballard where we traded away our 13th overall pick to the 49ers for DeForest Buckner. That was a huge one. Um, And then we traded our second round pick, which was the 44th overall, and the fifth round pick as well to the Browns for the uh, second round pick to move up into the 41st pick to see uh, to get Jonathan Taylor. So running back that is that one, two, that one, one punch that Nick Sirianni is looking to have. And then, Also in the third round, we traded our third round pick, which was the 75th overall, and the sixth round pick to the Lions for their 2020 third round pick. 
the 85th overall to get Julian Blackman. Also acquired their uh, fifth round pick, which we ended up getting Danny Pinter out of, and a sixth round pick, which we eventually uh, traded away as well. But then we traded uh, Quincy Wilson to the Jets for a sixth round pick, which we acquired Isaiah Rogers for. And then that sixth round pick that I said we traded away, traded to the Patriots for another sixth round pick where we're able to get Desmond Patman. And we got that sixth round pick as well for Jordan Glasgow. So obviously, Andrew, we, we, we can't say anything about a lot of these rookies right now, right? Right. I mean, because we haven't seen them on the field yet. We don't know how they're going to fit into the system, some of them. But um, I think one thing that you can ultimately say for quality of talent that we got from these guys and how they fit our system definitely makes a lot of sense. And then when you look at that DeForest Buckner uh, move that they made, Ultimately, I think that made this whole thing worth it because, I mean, you're basically, you gave up your first rounder for an all pro defensive tackle. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, what did you think about so far what the Colts have done this offseason and during the draft? I think this offseason and the draft in itself have a chance to be, you know, quite the home run, honestly, Derek. I think you look at the 13th overall pick being traded to the 49ers for DeForest Buckner, a proven uh, commodity at defensive tackle, whereas some of these other prospects in the draft obviously are unproven because they haven't played an NFL down yet. You look at acquiring Michael Pittman Jr., trading up to get Jonathan Taylor, two stud offensive players that can come in and be key contributors right away, or at least the Colts believe so, during this upcoming 2020 season. And then you look at Danny Pinter, great offensive line depth after you lose Joe Haig and Josh Andrews to the Bucks and Jets respectively. Um, that was a big need, and the Colts obviously addressed it with Pinter. And then you have uh, some quality depth pieces towards the back end of the draft. Desmond Patton, the wide receiver, Isaiah Rogers, the corner, uh, Jordan Glasgow, the linebacker out of Michigan, who the Colts, I mean, raved upon uh, in terms of his special teams contributions at Michigan. So they really like him as well. And one thing that I will say, Derek, is in three drafts, the Colts have completely, I mean, flipped the roster uh, from when Chris Ballard first came in, you know, compared to what he what he started with, which I believe was one of the most old, one of the most oldest rosters in the entire NFL, he completely turned the tables, did an excellent excellent job with everything that he that he's been part of since coming in, since joining the Colts in 2017. And the other thing too that I want to point out, Derek, is that the Colts now have an issue, but it's a great issue. It's an issue that they didn't have when Ballard first came in. And it's the issue of who are you going to keep on the roster at the end of training camp? Because now you have such quality players. You have a tremendous locker room that want to play for each other, for their head coach and for their city. You have players that are going to be fighting for that fifth and maybe even sixth wide receiver slot. Um, you know, you have defensive linemen who are possibly going to be cut because of the, the acquisitions of Buckner and Sheldon Day, uh, amongst others. I mean, it's a really, really tremendous problem to have, as odd of a statement as that may sound. And I think Chris Ballard, honestly, and this Colts for an office have just done a tremendous job. And if I had to give every one of his trades an overall grade uh, thus far, three years into his tenure here in Indianapolis, I'd give it an A. I would, and I, and I don't want to sound... Um, biased, uh, you know, but as a as a Colts fan, sitting back and watching it all unfold, he's done an absolutely tremendous job. 
Yeah, and I mean, I would go, I would go a, a B plus, maybe A minus, and that's just regarding you know his his trades. I mean, we're not talking just only about everything. We're just talking simply about his trades that he's made. Because I mean, you, you think of everything else that he's done with free agent signings and other picks that he's acquired in the draft that weren't trade involved, then you you put him in an A regardless. But um, yeah, he's done very good with quality. Um, has been more hit than he has missed. And uh, the quality that we've gotten for this team has been really good. So that's going to do it for this one, guys. Uh, glad that you guys could tune into this. Uh, let us know what you think with the um, how you feel that Chris Ballard has done with specifically trades that have happened throughout his tenure so far when we're talking about the draft and other trades throughout the off seasons. Let us know what you think. What was your favorite? What was your least favorite? Uh, what do you think he could do better on? What do you think he's done great at? Uh, we're interested to see what your uh, what your takes are on that. So uh, I want to thank Andrew again for coming on today. Uh, thank you guys so much again for tuning in. And as always, go Colts.